My name is Lee. My name's Adeline. And we would like to welcome you to a very special episode of Beyond the Panels, where we are going to be discussing... The DC <laughs> fandom! What a day. What a day to be a well-fed DC fan. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I was at work literally refreshing the same news page just to get tidbits, <laughs> so... And I'm like, I was in my house crying on my dining room floor, like, jumping around, screaming <laughs> really loud. It was fun. It was a good day. It was a really good day. Good. So, the purpose of this episode is for people like me, who were not privileged enough to actually attend Fandom... Uh, Addie, I believe yes. you have uh, yes. some notes. I do have. Wanna... I do have some notes. Um, there are some major things that I would like to talk about because it really handles like the DC media that's coming out within the next two years. Is the timeline we have for this? Oh wow! It was really cool because they were clarifying a lot of things that were kind of like tripping fans up. So, um. Basically talking about, like, would this count as a spoiler? Well, on the Crisis on Infinite Earth special, the CW TV series, they were really talking about the one moment where the Grant Gustin Flash met the Ezra Miller Flash and what that actually meant for the future. Oh, okay. Because we know that Zack Snyder is coming, the Zack Snyder cut of the Justice League. And Matt Reeves is coming out with his Batman, so we're going to have two Bat men like coming out within the next couple of years and they're just saying nope they both exist matt reeves takes place in a different universe this takes place in a different universe that's basically what they're saying they're like hey don't worry ben affleck is still batman technically in his own and then matt reeves's batman is also valid and we'll get to matt reeves's batman i have so much to talk about with that really i was going to start with wonder woman 1984 because I feel like we've had plenty of updates about that. But the main thing about uh, what they released at DC FanDope was that we actually got a look at Cheetah. In, but not just like, you know, Kristen Wiig looking like Kristen Wiig, but she actually looks like Cheetah. I was surprised that they actually did like a full like Cheetah. Like she looks like a Cheetah with long blonde Kristen Wiig hair. Is it like a practical effect costume? Or? No, it's it looks all CGI from what I can see. It, but it looks it doesn't look cheesy. You know so what I mean? We're not dealing with like Cats the Musical. No, we're not dealing with Cats the Musical just quite. Okay, so the Uncanny Valley kind of plays into the character design. Yeah, there's so much that happened during that day. Uh, Linda Linda Carter came in for a question. And Gal Gadot and Linda Carter had a moment in the Zoom call they were in. Aww. It was so sweet. It was it was so sweet. That's basically all that came out with Wonder Woman 1984. I know that the release date got pushed back to October 2nd. Hopefully we can all go see that in theaters. This year, right? This year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. God, there's so much. I know but- that we watched Gotham Knights trailer yeah 
because you tagged me in that at just before I went into work. For for our listeners, um, Addie and I are both huge Bat Family fans. <laughs> so we're really, really, really excited about this one. You're excited for Barbara's gameplay. I'm excited for Jason's gameplay. Do you think they're going to throw Damien in there to really appease the fans? Or are they just... This is like the best option for... Warner Brothers Montreal to do. Like, you have the main Gotham Knights storyline, which, if you haven't seen the trailer, Bruce Wayne is dead, and now Batgirl, Nightwing, the Red Hood, and Tim Drake, aka Robin? Question mark, question mark, question mark? I'm pretty, sh- I'm pretty sure that's Tim. So basically, they step up and they become the guardians of Gotham City. Dang. And at the tail end of the teaser, they tease that the main villain of the story is the Court of Owls. Yeah, the uh, the multiplayer option is going to be like you and your friends versus the court. Yeah, but I th- I heard that the co-op was actually for online only and there's not going to be like a two-player couch co-op, which kind of sucks. Yeah, but that was the main... That was the first like, release of the day, like, the first trailer release of the day that had me in stitches. I was so excited for this game. There was the big debate as to whether this game is a sequel to the Arkham series of games from Batman. Is it? It's not. Actually, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is actually the sequel for that. And we'll get to that when we talk about the Suicide Squad in just a little bit. Oh, heck yeah. Okay, that's a twist. What my assumption is is that uh, Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is the, like, sequel, quote-unquote, very loosely said game to the Arkham games. Okay, that... That's a different take. That's not where I thought they would uh, go with that. Yeah. And people are, like, kind of comparing the Gotham Knights to the Avengers video game that's coming out. And I don't really see the comparison. No, I can see it. Um, Explain it to me. Explain it to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avengers is kind of a co-op or play as, like, multiple different characters kind of game. Um, there, There are very similar, like ideas behind the very basic story build yeah i see um i don't i don't think that gotham knights is going to end up like that i think that we could would be really cool i don't think they're going to do this but if really cool if they did is if they took like black mirror and other of those kind of DC stories and kind of adapted those for Gotham Knights as, like, DLC. I would totally be into that. I think that'd be really fun. That would Um, be really fun. I also know that that specific studio loves to tell their own stories. Arkham City was kind of like a long Halloween, but it wasn't. Speaking of the whole debate as if to... Um, settle the argument if Gotham Knights was a sequel to uh, Arkham, the Arkham games. They were talking about Jason and the little view we got of Jason 
and like the scar going across the side of his face. And they were saying that he cut the J scar off of his face and all that. And I'm like, no, no. I don't, I'm sorry, but no. I don't no. know if he would do that to himself. Yeah. And plus, the Jason like character design, he looks like a, a big, meaty lad. I've seen a lot of complaints about the character design for him and for Tim. I love the way they did his face, but like a lot of people were complaining about his outfit because his outfit resembles Damien so much. Maybe they're going to bring in Damien. That's why the outfit looks so similar to Damien's. I hope so. I really hope so. And then everybody else was complaining about how Jason looked in general. Personal conjecture out of the way. We got, I got like a couple, like two small tidbits to talk about. Yeah, Yeah, man. There was a panel about the Flash movie, which is currently in production, I think. I believe that there is a script that was written by the same screenwriter who wrote Birds of Prey. Christina Hodson's her name? Uh, there was a new suit concept art that was shown for The Flash, which is a departure from the Justice League suit that we saw him in last. That's right. It looks a little more like the classic Flash. With, like, these kind of, like, lights. Like, they kind of look like the Green Lantern the Green Lantern suit from the Ryan Reynolds movie, where it had all the oh, green, no. like, lines. But it was way less, like outlining of the muscles and just like going like around the body in like a cool manner it didn't look quite green lantern-y but it had the lines of light that you would see in the ryan reynolds green lantern movie well that makes me worried not gonna lie not worried i thoroughly enjoyed uh the other movies that the director has that the director for the Flash movie has done. He did both it chapter one and chapter two. So I feel like we could get some very like unique takes on like the speed force and okay. Barry Allen I've as a character. A I've heard a lot of good things about the, the it cinematography and for personal reasons, I will never watch that movie, but it's I've heard good, good things. I make the it. mistake of seeing it in the theaters. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to watch that movie. <laughs> there was a point I was screaming my head off. Like, like thrown back in my seat. Screaming my head off. Like, clenching the armrests. It was a bad time. I saw the second one when it came out on video on demand. Anyways. So, so the Flash movie has a great director. Um, some interesting costume design ideas. And uh, Shazam. There was a Shazam panel. They didn't have much. And Zachary Levi said over and over again, they didn't have much. But the one thing we did get was a title for the next Shazam movie. Shazam! Fury of the Gods. It was a, it was a cute little panel, so nice to break up the, to break up the, so the excitement of everything. Yeah, yeah. No, Shazam is always, like, a really solid anchor whenever everything gets, like, way too serious. Hands. You know. Lightning from my hands. 
lightning from my hands. I did not actually catch the Black Adam panel. I was out with a friend getting Subway at that time. But I saw a Mr. A certain actor at the panel. And I I forgot to get notes on this. But there was rumors that Noah Centineo was going to be in the Black Adam movie. Noah Centineo. Do you you ever see the movie to all the boys I loved before? I think he's kind of handsome. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. I think I saw... I think that's who I saw. I have to check my phone real quick. Oh. Yeah. No. He is in the Black... He is in the Black Adam movie. That... So I was right. Um, This is gonna sound so stupid. Uh, I know him from one specific place. And what would that place be? The Disney Channel film, How to Build a Better Boy. I've only seen him on his Netflix things, and he played Jesus Adams in The Fosters. So do you think he's playing young Black Adam? He's. I heard he's playing Adam Smasher. That's what a Google search is telling me when I put in no one said to nail Black Adam. I should have been more prepared with that. With the panels I didn't <laughs> see, but That's I'm okay. not. And okay. the other thing about DC Fandom was there was a Titans panel, and I sadly missed it. But there are two things out of the Titans panel we need to talk about. A, Jason Todd will become Red Hood in Titans Season 3. No! <laughs> and B, we will get Barbara Gordon in season three of Titans. Ooh, that's a new take. As Commissioner Gordon. What? What? Isn't that, is that insane? You're not, you're not pulling my leg. I'm not pulling your leg. They literally said we get to see Barbara Gordon, Commissioner Gordon. Like, no comma between those. Barbara Gordon as your commissioner. Yes. Barbara Gordon as your commissioner total Batman Beyond vibes from that. If you, yeah, I was gonna say, are I'm, they just setting up for a, bro, what if they're setting up for a live action Batman Beyond? I have so many uh, thoughts about this. We need Michael Keaton to play old man Bruce. It's That's gonna, fine. It's gonna escape me. Moving on. But those are the two things out of the Titans panel, which really kind of shocks me after where they were going with the whole Nightwing thing. So, I never finished the second season. They made me really mad when they did the whole, haha, will we kill off Jason this season? Like, 12 times. They oh, just, yeah. So, I, I just got mad and never finished it. Um, and just watched Harley Quinn instead. I've never seen Harley Quinn. I never seen the, oh my I never God. seen the DC Universe show Har- the, on the the Kaylee Kuoko cartoon. I've never seen it. So next we call this the Suicide Squad bundle because we have Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League, a game from Rocksteady that is slated for 2022. It's coming out on PC, PS5 and the Xbox Series X. Ah, oh, crud. You know what that means? We're going to have to get a PlayStation to... 5? Yeah, I'm going to have to get a PlayStation 5. I'm going to get a PlayStation 5. Eventually. Or I could just save up and build my own PC. 
because I've been meaning to do that anyways. So. Can we just agree to do that? Because if I get a gaming PC, I'll be able to play with all of my friends. Yes. Okay. Gaming PCs are are where it's at. You just have to have the time and the money for them. And I have neither of those things. So, the reason why I think Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League is an Arkham sequel is because um, you don't go up against Batman in this game. It takes place in Metropolis, though. Yeah, but it's called Suicide Squad Killed the Justice League. So basically, you go through either killing or capturing members of the Justice League as they've been uh, brainwashed by Brainiac. And guess who's stepping up in Batman's place as you go through this game? Dick Grayson. Tim Drake. No! They're gonna kill him! But, and then also in other news, Tara Strong has come back as Harley Quinn. Yeah, she was so excited about this game. I know. And also, going back to Gotham Knights, both Nightwing and Red Hood are being voiced by Asian actors, and as an Asian myself, that makes me so happy. That's nice! I'm glad. We definitely need more, like, representation in comics constantly and forever. <laughs> oh, yeah, most definitely. Uh, the thing about Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League is, A, that it's slated for 2022 to come out with the new series X, Xbox and the PlayStation 5, so we didn't get any gameplay footage like we did for Gotham Knights. Oh. Wah, wah, wah. But the trailer was sick. The trailer was pretty cool. I like the music they used for it. I don't remember the music. I just remember the trailer was sick. And Twitter, I did see that everybody was like, wow, must be really great to be a King Shark fan. I was like, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, the picture, I just have like the picture of King Shark smiling and waving from not the, su- <laughs> the game, but from the Suicide from Squad. From the Harley Quinn. From the Suicide Squad roll call trailer. God, that was... Okay, I did watch that, too. Okay, perfect segue. We're going to talk about the Suicide Squad. The Suicide Squad, and I say this loosely, sequel directed by James Gunn. I don't know about about all the characters that are in this version of the Suicide Squad, except for Harley, Rick Flagg, and... Manda Waller. I really worry um, that this movie is going to do something the previous movie did in that um, there were so many characters that like didn't do anything. Yeah. And, and it worries me that this is going to be another instance of that. Um, I would say don't worry about that because during the panel, James Gunn was very enthusiastic about the characters and the source material he was pulling from. And so what like, source material did he state anything like specific? He didn't say anything I for like specific that I can remember. But from what the looks of it, from like the visual part of my brain and what I remember, is that he's pulling from the early days of the Suicide Squad. 
And plus, we got a roll call trailer where we actually know everyone who's in the Suicide Squad and what characters they're playing. And we have... Polka Dot Man! (laughs) That's all I care about. Polka Dot Man. Polka Dot Man. Only care about Polka Dot Man. And then we had a quick behind-the-scenes look into the film with a few clips here and there, but really nothing substantial to call a trailer. Uh, so we have Margot Robbie as Harley Obviously. Quinn, of course. We've got uh, Taika Waititi, and then we have Joel Kinnaman as who comes back as Rick Flag, Idris Elba who is playing Bloodsport, Alice Braga as Solsoria, Pete Davidson as Blackguard, Jai Courtney retor- returning again as Captain Boomerang, Nathan Fillion as TDK, Viola Davis as Amanda the Wall Waller. Michael Rooker as Savant, John Cena as Peacemaker, Sean Gunn as Weasel, David, oh god, how do you say that name? David Des Melkin as Polka Dot Man. Um, so we have Storm Reed as Tyla, Michaela Hoover as Camilla, Flula Borg as Javelin, Jennifer Holland as Amelia Hartcourt. They weren't talking about this in the panel, I'm just going through the list. Mei Ling Ning as Mongol, Joaquin Cusio as General Mateo Suarez, Juan Diego Bato as Luna, and we got King Shark, who's Steve Ag- Agui. I think he was the onset King Shark, and I think we have another guy as the voice. Okay. Uh, Daniela Melkor as Ratcatcher 2, and Marisol Correa as Soldado. Huge. Like... I can't imagine the amount of money that Warner Brothers is pouring into this. I can't imagine either. And you know what was kind of worrisome? What? When I uh, was watching the, the behind-the-scenes thing, I almost missed John Cena. Because I what? couldn't see you him. You couldn't see him? <laughs> oh, God. I had to do it. I had to do it for the joke. John Cena's uh... in a DC movie, and I had to make the joke. Had to do it. Okay. We had to okay. do it. Okay. So we got through the Suicide Squad stuff. We got through the little bit of information we have about the Flash movie. The little bit of information we got about the Shazam movie. Uh, Actually, through- I would like to say, uh, for comic book fans, but the Flash movie is supposed to be a DC reboot. They're doing the Flash Point, from what I understand. Oh, yeah. I didn't bring that up. Good point. Good point. Um, Michael Keaton's coming back. No freaking way. Michael Keaton's coming back and Ben Affleck's coming back. Wait, we're going to have Michael Keaton and Ben Affleck in the same freaking movie? That's what I heard. That's what I heard. Holy Christ. I know. So This is such a good year to be a Batman fan. A well-fed DC Batman fan. Right. And the Flash. Like, I'm sorry that they don't do their costumes good, but, like... Um, I thought the Flash's Justice League costume was pretty cool. I did, too, but all the Flash fans that I saw were just like, bad costume, so... No one can be happy. That's true. We can't have nice things. Nobody can. Speaking of nice things, you want to touch on the Snyder Cut trailer? Oh my gosh, I didn't see it. 
apparently, uh, earlier in the day, the Snyder Cut trailer leaked <gasps> onto Twitter, along with stills for the Batman, and the Batman trailer eventually leaked onto Twitter. What? How'd they react to that? A lot of people are just like, why you gotta spoil it? We're gonna get it in, like, a couple of hours. Why you gotta spoil it for everybody? And I'm like, I agree with you. It does looked, it look good? You can, te- you can definitely tell a difference from that first teaser trailer. That this is gonna be a very interesting... Very interesting thing coming from Warner Brothers. So the film is actually going to be split into four parts, each an hour long, with the option to watch it as an entire film. Oh, I'm going to have to get the popcorn ready. Like, a four-hour Justice League film. Doesn't that look intense? Just like... just I'm mostly the- curious to see, like, because I know with the original, you had a lot of um, interference from producers. You had a lot of interference from another director because didn't Snyder, like, have a serious family emergency and he had to leave production? Yeah. And I, personally, personally, I would have said, put it all on hold. But I'm not a producer. I'm not a major yeah. motion picture person. Uh, and FYI, anyone, any uh, listener out there who sees uh, people using Zack Snyder's family tragedy as a way to make fun of him and the Snyder Cut, do us a favor and shut that down. Just, Don't screenshot just... it and post about it on twitter to all your buddies like shut that down that's not okay it's it's not okay here zach snyder and a bunch of things that he's posted about over the years pertaining to the snyder cut itself um iris west as um basically we got a picture of her but we didn't see anything of her in the movie we got her in the trailer i think if i am I think I saw black suit Superman after reports that it wasn't there. Yeah, no, that is a silver emblem. That looks very black suit Superman. I hope so. And there was a one thing that's kind of sparked debate about um, on that was sparked a debate on Twitter was that there is a moment where Gal Gadot as the lovely princess Diana is smiling at a little girl in a uh, schoolgirl uniform. Like, she looks like a completely normal mortal. But there's been so much debate about this little girl that it's kind of funny, and I have to bring it up. Okay. Someone's, uh, there have been rumors saying that it's dark side in disguise smiling at Diana. Um, others say it's, like, I think I heard something about a parademon, but I don't really know how that makes sense. But my favorite rumor, my favorite rumor that I heard was that that little girl is actually Donna Troy. I hope so. 
It's either got to be Donna or um, one. Cassandra. Cassandra, Cassandra. Sandler. Thank you. But I'm actually thoroughly looking forward to this because I just want to see what comes up out of it. I love the Justice League movies as they are. Um, do I think they have their problems? Yes. But I just I'm not a big Joss Joss Whedon kind of person. Me either, and I know it's a personal choice thing. The one thing that they said about uh, that Zach said about the Snyder Cut was that Cyborg is the heart of this film. Good, because he is Apocalypse Tech. No, but like there was a part in the trailer where he witnesses his dad die, and there's this one part where he's like digging out of a grave. Like, he's in a graveyard in the middle of the night, just digging through the grave, and I'm just like, oh, that's gonna rip my heart out. He actually, the, the whole trailer was put to the song Hallelujah by Leonard Cohen. Oh my god. It was on the beat and everything. And, like, you didn't expect that for such a big film that had, like, the, uh, that remix of Come Together by the Beatles by Junkie XL with the, like, really rough and grungy guitar. Yeah. I think this is going to look like a completely different movie. We're getting, like, an extra two hours of footage, so... This is, like, the bigger... The biggest director's cut, like, release that I can know... That I know of. We have one last thing on this list. The Batman. (gasps) <gasps> the Pattinson? The Pattinson. Ha 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 ha. So they had this thing where they were green screening everybody in this like giant stage drawn by the one and only Jim Lee. Oh man. Uh, and they like green screened Matt Reeves into the into the stage. But yeah, Matt Reeves didn't look like anything he like I thought he would. But he started talking about the film, and kind of earlier in the day, someone let it slip that the Batman is going to be a year two Batman story. That's, a lot of people have been comparing it to, like, year one stories and stuff. I'm really excited. I figured as much, because, like, younger Bruce Wayne, obviously we can't just throw him into... Like, Ben Affleck was playing an older Bruce Wayne, where he's more experienced as Batman, and he's definitely lost a Robin. Yeah. Uh, the thing the thing about Matt Reeves' Batman film is that he com- kind of compared it to like films like Taxi Driver. Kind of getting tidbits about this trailer, we got our first look of Colin Farrell as the Penguin. We got our first look at the Riddler, although we did not see the Riddler's face. Who's got playing our, the Riddler? Matt Dano? Oh, right, 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 right. And then we got our first look at Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman. Yes. And of course, Batman. Robert Pattinson. Some things that I kind of noticed was there's kind of, there's gothic vibe. And it's, it is bringing back the vibes of the 1930s Batman comics that were kind of gritty. Well, they were more focused on the crime noir 
aspect of it then. Yeah, when Batman was kind of all, I work alone. And that was before they gave him the plucky young sidekick and all that. Yes. So we're really kind of going back to Batman roots, as well as pulling from stories as like the Long Halloween and the Dark Victory. Someone actually made the guess. I think it's a guess, because all it was was the the greeting card in the beginning of the trailer that the Court of Owls were going to play a part in the trailer, in the, so, in the film. Oh, another thing coming out of DC is that they're doing a choose-your-own-adventure for Batman Death in the Family. So basically, they're going to go through the film, and then they're going to have two options, whether you can save Jason or let him die. Oh, I want to see the one where you save him. I love the Elseworlds that can happen in DC. I think there's a lot that is unexplored. Oh, and The Long Halloween is actually getting a DC uh, animated adaptation in two parts. Nice! Two parts. That's Two parts, like The Dark Knight Returns. There was an announcement made, kind of on the sly, not really in a panel. Um, Milestone Media... I was just about to bring that up. Yes. Um, So for those of you who don't know what Milestone Media is, they are a media and comics company. uh, Multimedia entertainment. Yes. Uh, They kind of came to fame with their character Static Shock, who has a lot of comics through the years. Um, but mostly gained fame through a television show where he often crossed over with DC characters. They said that there is high consideration for a Static Shock movie. Thank you again for joining us on this extra special episode of Beyond the Panels as we went over the details of the DC fandom. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more, please check out our website, www.beyondpanelspod.wordpress.com. If you like the show and you want to support us to see more, please check out our Patreon, Beyond Panels Pod. And if you want a little behind-the-scenes ranting and raving, check out our Twitter, Beyond Panels Pod. I've been Lee, and again... I'd like to thank you for joining us beyond the panels.